everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. Olive Branch Ministries, uh, uh, Sabbath or uh, Saturday evening uh, service. Uh, and uh, this is Pastor James Moore and uh, Roberta Moore. And we are here to worship the Lord. May the Lord be with us. May the Lord uh, fill this place with his uh, presence. Joy, love, and he, he reigns supreme in all that we do. Uh, today is called uh, Shabbat. That means uh, Sabbath of repentance or uh, Sabbath of Yeshua. Yeshua is the Hebrew word for repentance. Uh, Literally, it's turn, uh, turning away from the sin and to God. Uh, called that because it's during the ten uh, high holy days, uh, the days of all, the days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, including Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, make it ten days. Uh, otherwise, it's a one week, seven day period. But uh, so uh, that is their thing. They have extra prayers of repentance that they do in the synagogue. Yom Kippur will be, uh, will start at sundown on it's coming Tuesday, October 11th, uh, which will be the um, well, it will be the beginning of the tenth day of Tishrei. The day of the Jewish calendar begins on Sunday. And, uh, that will be the day that uh, when they had the temple uh, and the altar. Um, they uh, offered two, uh, two lambs uh, for kids, two goats. Uh, one was to be uh, killed and offered 
on the altar of burnt offering and uh, as a sin offering. Um, well, no, it, this one was a special one. It was a sin offering, but it was not actually burnt on the altar of burnt offering. It was actually taken outside the temple, burnt in a place where they, where they usually uh, took the ashes to do them out. Goats carried the sins of the past year for all of the, um, for every Jew. The uh, priest, the high priest, the ceremony would lay hands on the on the uh, the goat, uh, both of the goats, and say a special prayer of repentance for the nation of Israel. And, uh, it, uh, and symbolically or ritualistically or mystically, however you want to say it, those, the sin committed by the people would pass from the priest representing the people into the pure, spotless uh, sacrifice, animal to be sacrificed then the purity of that animal would transfer back to the priest, again representing all of the people. Uh, anytime a sin offering was done, that's how they did it. The person who sinned and was offering the offering would lay hands on it, and they were atoned for by the blood of that lamb, the blood of that sacrifice. <clears throat> uh, the second goat, uh, they would tie a well. They would tie a white cloth uh, around the neck of the one that was uh, killed and burnt on the altar, uh, and they tie a red cloth on the goat on the other goat. They would take that second goat out uh, outside of town, outside of the community, uh, out in the wilderness, out into the wild, and. Uh, Toss it over a cliff, actually. Uh, and if it survived the fall, then it somehow had to make it in the wild, this domesticated animal, young animal that uh, knew nothing about surviving in the wild. But what that was doing, it was symbolically taking the uh, sins of the people or you could say mystically, uh, it would take the sins of the people out and uh, take them back to the demons, out away from everybody, and uh, back to their originating state. Uh, away from the people, back to where they came from. The curse was gone. Uh, as that goat went over the cliff, the Jewish teaching is that the uh, red cloth would turn white if God accepted the offering and forgave the people for their sins. Their sins were atoned for. They saw that cloth change colors, uh, somehow change colors, then they knew that they were forgiven and that uh, they had a clean slate for the next year. 
that was, that often had to be repeated every year in Hebrew. Uh, but Jesus, as the great high priest, offered himself as the, as the, the greatest sacrifice. His sacrifice not only covers the sins of the Jews and not only for the last year. It covered every sin of every person in the entire world for all time. From the beginning of creation uh, until the end when uh, Jesus, Messiah, will reign in Jerusalem. Of the world. Of all nations. And, uh, so that's what Yom Kippur is coming up. Uh, so, uh, anything else from that? You know that? Uh, the fact that during the time of days of awe, there's supposed to be doing good deeds, giving people weakness, wishing them a good life, giving them gold and coins, jewels, and also teaching uh, to turn God. If we are not in the book of righteousness, we turn God to turn God that way. Uh, the the decrees on Rosh Hashanah are written for each and every person in the entire world uh, based on what's going to happen the next year, whether they're going to live or die, whether they're going to uh, 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 get married or divorced, whether they're going to uh, whether um, their family is going to stay intact, whether they're going to keep their job or lose it, uh, or get a good job, a better job, uh, uh, whether their business will prosper or fail, whether their health will prosper or fail. Uh, whatever can or and, and may happen in the next year, it's all decided on both which was last week. And uh, uh, for the next uh, the next day between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, we, uh, uh, we have a chance to petition God to change his mind if we have a bad decree written again. Although we probably don't know for the Jews all Acted so it might be bad, and will do things. Uh, they'll do what they call what they call teshuva. Uh, teshuva is uh, for them. Uh, the word literally means turn, uh, turn away from your wicked ways, turn from their wicked ways, turn to the righteous uh, ways of God. And uh, they. And symbolically, way, the ways they do that is, is uh, giving away sweets, mentioned, uh, uh, coins, uh, giving money to, to people, giving uh, food to people, giving 
and also says, well, just in case uh, uh, the decree against me is written that I will be reduced to begging this year, uh, I will try to fulfill that uh, decree by uh, asking my neighbor for a slice of bread uh, or something like that. Uh, different things that they do. Uh, and during that time, uh, throughout the Bible, there are several instances where God, God is moved to withhold punishment for someone who repents and turns back to him, uh, uh, announces that they're going to turn back to him. Uh, uh, even King Ahab had that move for him. Uh, even King Ahab had that done for him. That he, uh, uh, he he repented one time. A prophet came to him and told him that he'd done a terrible thing, and uh, he had somebody killed. Um, so he wanted their vineyard. They would they would give it to him, and to a pity party. Uh, and so his wife Jezebel. Uh, arranged for the death of the owner of that vineyard. And the uh, prophet came to Ahab and said, because you've done this, you're going to die. And uh, Ahab actually repented. But his change of heart didn't last very long. Uh, but he did, and God withheld that punishment. And so that is the concept behind doing to Cuba during these times. But we as Christians should actually be living this way at all times. Uh, so We're going to play a couple songs here on our CD, and uh, hopefully the sound will go across the speakerphone and get uh, on this recording. Uh, uh, you may be singing along with us, which might make it sound bad if I don't <laughs> But if it's distorted like it normally is, then you might not know it. Thank you. 
now we come to our, our word section where we, uh, we read the word. Uh, and uh, we would read, uh, read the same word that they read in the, in the uh, synagogue. They have a lot of reading. Uh, uh, in the synagogue, they work through uh, the five books of Moses, the Torah, uh, throughout a year. They have uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy split up into 54 sections uh, that they call uh, each one is a, a, a parasha um, portion of scripture. Uh, and uh, each one of those is divided into seven uh, and uh, a different reader is assigned for each one uh, of those seven. And they're called up to read. And uh, they read through that section. Uh, they may have a, uh, a, a section, uh, another reading uh, from uh, the Jewish scriptures are split up into uh, three sections uh, called the Torah, the uh, Prophet, and the Psalms, uh, or the writing. Uh, and the uh, second reading is from either the writing or the prophet. Uh, and then um, the Messianic community have a New Testament reading as well. And then the rabbi, their synagogue leader, uh, has a message. And uh, it's always a pretty good message, usually. I mean, uh, it's... Uh, the only problem is that uh, and uh, now we're going to read uh, Deuteronomy 31. Uh, uh, there were a couple other. Uh, there were a couple other people that were uh, 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 supposed to be here uh, with us this evening that we're going to read. And so it looks like uh, I just read it off. Uh, this section, um, this parasha, number 52, uh, is... Uh, uh, they call it, they name it Vayelech, which is the uh, first word uh, in the Hebrew text uh, for this. Uh, uh, it means he went. And uh, now we're going to read the Torah. I'll be reading it from the version called the Complete Jewish Bible. 
written by a Jewish uh, scholar, uh, David Stern. And it reads like this. Moses went and spoke the following words to all Israel. I am 120 years old today. I can't get around any longer. Moreover, Yahweh has said to me, you will not cross this Jordan, or this Jordan. Yahweh your God, he, or Yahweh your God, he will cross over ahead of you. He will destroy those nations ahead of you, and you will dispossess them. Yehoshua, Joshua, he will cross over ahead of you, as Yahweh has said. Yahweh will do to them what he did to Sihon, Sihon, and Og, uh, Og the kings of the Amorites, of the Amorites, and to their land. He destroyed them. Yahweh will defeat them ahead of you, and you are to do to them just as I have ordered you to do. Be strong, be bold. Don't be afraid or frightened of them. For Yahweh your God is going with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. Next, Moses summoned uh, Joshua and and in the sight of all Israel said to him, Be strong, be bold, for you are going with this people into the land Yahweh swore to, your, to their ancestors you would give them. You will be the one causing them to inherit it. But Yahweh, it is he who will go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. So don't be afraid or downhearted. Then Moses wrote down this Torah and gave it to the, the Kohenim their priests, the descendants of Levi, who carried the ark with the covenant of Yahweh, and to all the leaders of Israel. Moses gave them these orders. At the end of every seven years, during the festival of Sukkot, that is booths or tabernacles, in the year of Shemitah, uh, year of relief, uh, or the sabbatical year, when all Israel has come to appear in the presence of Yahweh at the place he will choose, you are to read this Torah before all Israel so that they can hear it. Assemble the people, the men, the women, the little ones, and the foreigners you have in your town so that they can hear, learn, fear Yahweh, your God, and take care to obey all of the words of this Torah and so that their children who have not known can hear and learn to fear Yahweh your God for as long as you live in the land you are crossing the Jordan to possess. Yahweh said to Moses, the time is coming for you to die. Summon Joshua and present yourselves in the tent of meeting so that I can commission him. Moses and Joshua went and presented themselves in the tent of meeting. Yahweh ordered, Yahweh appeared in the tent in a column of clouds the column of clouds stood above the entrance to the tent. Yahweh said to Moses, You are to sleep, you are about to sleep with your ancestors, but this people will get up and offer themselves as prostitutes to the foreign gods of the land where they are going. When they are with these gods, they will abandon me and break my covenant, which I have made with them. Then my anger will flare up, and I will abandon them and hide my face from them. They will be devoured, and many calamities and troubles will come upon them. Then they will ask, haven't these calamities come upon us because our God isn't here with us? 
But I will be hiding my face from them because of all the evil they will have done in turning to other gods. Therefore, write this song for yourselves and teach it to the people of Israel. Have them learn it by heart so that this song can be a witness for me against the people of Israel. For when I have brought them into the land, I swore to their ancestors, flowing with milk and honey, and they have eaten their fill, grown fat, and turned to other gods, serving them and despising me, and broken my covenant. Then after many calamities and troubles have come upon them, this song will testify before them as a witness, because their descendants will still be reciting it and will not have forgotten it. For I know how they think, even now, even before I have brought them into the land about which I swore. So Moses wrote this song that same day and taught it to the people of Israel. Yahweh also commissioned Joshua, the son of Nun, with these words, Be strong and full of courage, for you are about for you are to bring the people of Israel into the land about which I swore to them, and I will be with you. Moses kept writing the words of this Torah in a book until he was done. When he had finished, Moses gave these orders to the, to the Levim, the Levites, who carried the ark with the covenant of Yahweh. Take this book of the Torah and put it next to the ark with the covenant of Yahweh your God so that it can be there to witness against you. For I know how rebellious and stiff-necked you are. Here, even while I am still alive with you today, you have rebelled against Yahweh. So how much more will you do so after my death? Assemble for me all of the leaders of your tribes and your officials, so that I can say these things in their hearing, calling heaven and earth to witness against them. Because I know that after my death, last day because you will do what Yahweh sees as evil and provoke him by your deeds then Moses spoke in the hearing of the whole assembly of Israel the words of this song from beginning to end Now for the prophet. It will be um, Hosea fourteen. which reads in the complete Jewish Bible. Um, <coughs> Yahweh, Yahweh's opening words in speaking to her, um, Hosea, Hosea were to instruct Hosea, go, marry a whore, and have children with his whore. For the land is engaged in flagrant pouring, pouring away from Yahweh. So he went and married Gomer, the daughter of Dublayim. Uh, and she conceived and bore him a son. 
Yahweh said to him, Call him Jezreel, because in only a short time I will punish the house of Jehu, Jehu for having shed blood at Jezreel. Israel. I will put an end to the kingdom of Israel, kingdom of the house of Israel. When that day comes, I will break the bow of Israel in the Jezreel Valley. She conceived again and bore a daughter. Yahweh said to him, Name her Lothrachama, meaning unpitied or unloved, unwanted. For I will no longer have pity on the house of Israel, but by no means will I forgive them. But I will pity the house of Yehuda, uh, Judah. I will save them, not by bow, sword, battle, horses, or cavalry, but by Yahweh their God. After weaning Lo Ruchama, she conceived and bore a son. Yahweh said, Name him Lohani, not my people, not mine, because you are not my people, and I will not be your God. Uh, can you be, imagine being asked what the child's name is, and you say, Oh, I don't want that one. Uh, I don't, uh, that, he's not mine. Second prophet right reading is from Micah seven verses eighteen and uh, through twenty. And it reads, Who is a God like you, pardoning the sin and overlooking the crimes of the remnant of his, his heritage? He does not retain his anger forever, because he delights in grace. He will again have compassion on us. He will subdue our iniquity. You will throw all of their sins into the depths of the sea. You will show truth to uh, Yaakov, to Jacob, and grace to Abraham, Abraham, as you have sworn to our ancestors since days of long ago. Then Joel chapter 2, verses 15 through 27. Blow the shofar in Zion, proclaim a holy fast. Call for a solemn assembly. Gather the people. Consecrate the congregation. Assemble the leaders. Gather the children. Even infants sucking at the breast. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride the bridal chamber. Let the Kohanim, the priests who serve Yahweh, stand weeping between the vestibule and the altar. Let them say, spare your people, Yahweh. Don't expose your heritage to mockery or make them a byword among the Goyim, among the Gentiles, among the nations. Why should the people say, where is, the, is their God? Then Yahweh will become jealous for his land and have pity on his people. Here is how Yahweh will answer his people. I will send you grain, wine, and olive oil, enough to satisfy you. And no longer will I make you a mockery among the Goyim, among the Gentiles. No, I will take the northerner away, far away from you, and drive him to a land that is waste and barren, with his vanguard uh, line toward the eastern sea and his rear guard toward the western sea. His stench and his rottenness will rise because he has done great things. Don't fear, O soil. Be glad. Rejoice, for Yahweh has done great things. Don't be afraid, wild animals. For the desert pastures are green, 
The trees are putting out their fruit. The fig tree and vine are giving full yield. Be glad, uh, people of Zion. Rejoice in Yahweh your God. For he is giving you the right amount of rain in the fall. He makes the rain come down for you. The fall and spring rain. This is what he does first. Then the floors will be full of grain and the vats overflow with wine and olive oil. I will restore to you the years that the locusts ate. The grasshoppers, shearer worms, and cutter worms, my great army that I sent against you, you will eat until you are satisfied and will praise the name of Yahweh your God who has done with you such wonders. Then my people will never again be ashamed. You will know that I am with Israel and that I am Yahweh your God and that there is no other. Then my people will never again be ashamed. Finally, the New Testament reading of Romans and Hebrews. Romans chapter 10, verses 14 through 18. But how can they call on someone if they haven't trusted in him? And how can they trust in someone if they haven't heard about him? And how can they hear about someone if no one is proclaiming him? And how can people proclaim him unless God sends them? As this not puts it, how beautiful are the feet of those announcing good news about good things. The problem is that they haven't all paid attention to the good news and obeyed it. For Yeshayahu, Isaiah says, Yahweh, who has trusted what he has heard from us? So trust comes from what is heard. And what is heard comes through a word proclaimed about the Messiah. But I say, isn't it rather that they didn't hear? No, they did hear. Their voice has gone out throughout the whole world and their words to the ends of the earth. What is the Tanakh? The Tanakh is the Hebrew uh, scripture, uh, what we call the Old Testament. Uh, finally, Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 through 8. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be satisfied with what you have. For God himself has said, I will never fail you or abandon you. Therefore, we say with confidence, Yahweh is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can a human being do to me? Remember your leaders, those who spoke God's message to you. Reflect on the results of the way of life, of their way of life, and imitate their trust, their faith. Yeshua the Messiah is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The word of our Lord. And Yahweh, Yeshua, add his blessing to the reading, and the hearing, and the doing. 
of his precious word. Glory to God. May the words of uh, our mouths and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord our God, our rock, our redeemer. And in this reading from uh, Deuteronomy 31, that's primarily what I'll be talking about uh, and my teaching this evening. And uh, uh, if you're on the call or in the chat room or here in this uh, physical room with me, and you can interrupt me at any time with questions, and uh, I will <coughs> try to be gracious about the interruption, and uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, we will and we will entertain the questions, and uh, and and we will find out what God has to say to us today. Uh, in this scripture, Moses commissions Joshua to take over leading the Israelites and take them over the Jordan into the Promised Land. He pleads with the people to stand strong and bold for Torah. And Yeshua is the ultimate revelation of God. That's what Torah means. Torah means revelation or teaching about God, his ways and uh, uh, the way he thinks, his mindset. Uh, Jesus is the ultimate representation of that since he is God himself. Uh, Moses pleased with the people to stand strong and bold for Torah uh, and for us stand strong and bold for Jesus, for Yeshua knowing that as soon Moses knew that as soon as he was gone that they would fall away and experience the truth of the person that we talked about uh, last week and the week before the word for stand strong and bold uh, there's a single word in Hebrew. It is the same word is translated hardened when speaking of Pharaoh in Egypt. When we make a determined choice to trust God's faithfulness, he strengthens that choice with the blessing of his grace to stand firm in him. When we stubbornly choose to go our own way, he lifts his grace. We are confirmed in our choice to receive his curse. So just as in the case of Pharaoh, it can be said both that we choose to trust God or to trust ourselves. And also, uh, it can be said that God strengthens our heart to trust or reject him. Strengthens our heart to do whatever we have chosen to do in our own heart. And that was why uh, back in Exodus, uh, when it was talking about the plagues, it, it said, 
Sometimes it says Pharaoh hardened his heart. Sometimes it says God hardened his heart. Uh, because all God did was confirm the choice that Pharaoh made. And here he's talking about confirming the choice that we make to stand firm in what God has revealed to us. Moses is ready to pass on. He gathers the people to say goodbye and names Joshua as his successor. Moses reminds the people that God has taken care of them and already given them some land. There was the land of the Amorites on the east side of the Jordan. Um, and that God is faithful. He will, he will not fail or forsake. So again, he says, so be strong and courageous. Uh, that, that is a common theme going through this chapter. And uh, you would do well to, to remember that. Be strong and courageous. Uh, I'm trying to teach a type in this cat at the same time. Um, so I just, I'm not good at doing two things at the same time. Um, Moses then calls up Joshua and commissions him to lead the people in and take the land. Um, He repeats to Joshua in front of all the people all that he had just spoken to them all. God is faithful to be strong and courageous. Moses completes writing the Torah and passes it into the keeping of the Levitical priests. Moses tells them to read publicly and aloud the entire Torah. And this job was normally given to the king. Uh, When they got a king, that was the king's job to do. Uh, At the end of every Shemitah, uh, that word means release, uh, or sabbatical year. Every seventh year was a sabbatical. They did not plant any crops. They shut down their businesses and gave everybody a year off. Uh, and uh, God promised that if, if, if all went well, that, uh, that if, if they had, were keeping Torah the way they should be, that they would receive so much blessing in the sixth year that it would carry them through the seventh year as well. And it does. Uh, then the land should have its rest as well, its Sabbath, just like man has his, his rest, his Sabbath, every seventh day. Uh, when all Israel is gathered for Sukkot, the festival of booze or tabernacle, uh, it was to be read during that uh, eight-day period, uh, eight-day holiday. Uh, and... Uh, uh, What was the festival of booze? Uh, the festival of booze. Uh, that's uh, coming up next week. Uh, I think uh, it's a week and a half. And uh, 
but it's a, it's a festival commemorating the time that uh, that they had to live in temporary shelters in the wilderness. Uh, God promised that He would one day tabernacle with them, and that is what uh, is uh, given in in uh, John chapter one about Jesus. It says that uh, the Word became flesh and dwelt. Uh, it would be better to say uh, the Word became flesh and tabernacled among them. And uh, Uh, it is uh, also called the Festival of the Nations because in the Millennial Kingdom, in the Restored Kingdom, at the end of time, when Jesus reigns in Jerusalem over the whole world, all nations, all people from all nations will come to Jerusalem for the Festival of Tabernacles. Um, it was one of the three festivals uh, and all, and the, all three of those were harvest festivals. Uh, they had just gathered in all of their crops from the, their vegetable gardens and such, uh, fruit trees for the... And uh, they, they, they came and they would bring their uh, first fruit. They're required to come uh, these three times. And, and it said that and Moses is telling them is that when they're all gathered there, uh, you're to bring it, uh, the ones who are to come for this public reading of the Torah is to be all of the men, women, children, and even foreigners uh, who live with you. Uh, everybody was to come and hear this reading. They would bring every child, even little baby. The, uh, I mean, they wouldn't understand anything that was being said, but, uh, but uh, the words would be in the air. And it would be with them, and they would, uh, when they learned what the words meant, then they would already know them because they'd been hearing them all their lives. Um, so that any child who had been weaned was old enough to hear. Since it included foreigners, it showed that Torah is for all people. However, there is only record of this being done four times in Scripture, in the entire history of the nation of Israel, only four times. But each time it initiated a revival in the land. Then God tells Moses it's time for him to die. God tells him to get Joshua and enter the tent to meet with God just the two of them, to transfer leadership from Moses to Joshua. Jewish tradition says that after this, Moses sat under Joshua's teaching and no longer heard directly from God to teach the people. And Moses was happy with it. I know there is coming a time when God will retire me from public ministry, Will I be unwilling to give it up? God continues telling Moses and Joshua that as soon as Moses dies, God's people who are married to him will start prostituting themselves to other gods 
looking to see what they can get from the gods of the land around them. Then God will look away when the evils come, allowing all the disasters he promised to them. Notice it wasn't necessarily a curse on them. The curse comes because evil is always around us. And God is protecting us when we are living for him. Uh, but when we start uh, looking for somebody, something else to lead us, some other uh, God or our own self, our own flesh, our own desires, then God will, when the evil comes against us, he'll look away and allow the evil to come and get us. And that's how the curses come on us, the evil that come against us. Uh, although there are other reasons why God allows things to happen. Uh, sometimes it's to test our faith. Sometimes it's to prove our faith. Uh, in the case of Job, uh, Job, uh, Job's troubles came on him uh, to prove to Satan that Job was faithful. Um, but when um, when the curses come on them, the people would then claim that God had abandoned them when he had only looked away. He had promised never to leave them nor forsake them. Hosea is called to act out this by taking a prostitute as a wife. She prostitutes herself while married to Hosea and has children he cannot claim or love as his own. They separate for a time, forcing her to live as a single mother in a society that does not allow women to take jobs reserved for men only. They separate for a time, uh, hmm, skipping lines in my notes. <laughs> That's what I get for writing notes instead of talking off the top of my head. But when I talk off the top of my head, I start stuttering and I, and my thoughts get jumbled sometimes. Uh, but it comes out with more feeling, more passion. Um, later, Hosea takes her back, depicting the love and mercy of God. That's the story of the book of Hosea, not just the part that we read. And back in Deuteronomy 31, God then gave Moses a song that summarizes the Torah and commands Moses to teach the people. That song is next week's lesson. Deuteronomy 32. This song speaks of the result of keeping and neglecting Torah. The sound will serve the song will serve as a testimony against the Israelites and they become prostitutes to other gods. Joshua is then told to stand strong and be courageous, there's that phrase again, to bring the Israelites into the promised land. That is, he is to be stubbornly determined to complete the task that God has given him to do. That is what we need to do as well. God tells us to do something, we need to get stubborn about it. 
Moses completes the writing of the Torah and gives it to the priests to keep next to the Ark of the Covenant and the Holy of Holies as a witness against the Israelites because in the last days, disaster will come upon those who do what Yahweh, the eternal, loving, merciful one, Yahweh Elohim, Elohim is the righteous and just judge of all people, what Yahweh Elohim sees as evil. Moses then gathered the entire nation to hear the song, wherein he would call upon the heavens and earth to be witnesses that the Israelites were forewarned regarding their faith. Hosea speaks of apostasy of God's people. We're always falling away from what God wants us to do, the way God wants us to live, love and harmony with all people. even and maybe especially those who don't deserve it. Micah speaks of God's love and mercy. Joel speaks of impending doom from Elohim, the righteous judge, and calls for national prayer and fasting, repentance, because Yahweh is ever merciful and compassionate, not wanting anyone to perish, but for all to come to repentance. Romans calls us all to be evangelists of the gospel of Yeshua, the Messiah, because if anyone has not heard the beauty of Torah and falls victim to the judgment through ignorance, we who know the ultimate living Torah, Yeshua the Messiah, will be responsible before God for their blood. Hebrews reminds us that Yeshua the Messiah, the ultimate and living Torah, the teaching, the revelation of who and what God is, his ways and his mindset, is the same today and tomorrow as he was when revealed in the written form. Comment? I was thinking of this thought. Does it make any difference to you?
on the Jewish website. I uh, found this song. Uh, that uh, someone speaks this uh, uh, this lesson and uh, I'm going to play it here and hopefully it will pick up sound like something we want to hear. <laughs> I play a children's song, but uh, I'm teach children the truth of the story. Well, I guess it's not going to work. I like to play it from the Kindle. I guess it's not going to play there either. I guess I will read it. 
all the B'nai Israel, all the children of Israel, uh, must gather to hear the Malek, the king, read the Torah on Sukkot. Uh, that's the Yiddish way of saying Sukkot. A tabernacle. After every Shemitah year, to remind the B'nai Israel of what they all accepted, they will keep all the mitzvot, the commandments, Lo Alam Bayed. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, no, Olam means eight. But other than that, I don't know what that means. <clears throat> the children would come, even though it was very hard for parents to bring all of their young ones from far. But children must learn, and the best way to reach them is for parents to show them and to teach them. Ahel. The, uh, the gathering to hear the reading, its purpose was for the Jews to unite with Torah and Mitzvah's commandments, their hearts to ignite. And even today, we must all prepare for the future Hakel, uh, the gathering of God's people, the rapture, will soon be here. Um, so, if there are any comments or uh, uh, about this lesson, uh, I'm willing to hear it. And uh, uh, in fact, uh, say it if you're on the phone. You can say it if you're uh, on in the chat room. You can ask it. If you're in the room physically here with me, you can ask it. Uh, if you're listening in the archive, you can email me at Pastor, P-A-S-T-O-R, Pastor J-A Moore, M-O-O-R-E, at gmail.com. And I will try to get you an answer. Does anybody have anything they want to say? Uh, getting closer. Uh, okay. Hosea. What? What did I read? Oh, I see. The four disappeared off of my uh, Hosea. Uh, It was supposed to be Hosea 14, and I read Hosea 1. That was good. It's just that when you read Hosea 14, it talks about how God 
Well, uh, let's have a prayer, and uh, I will uh, close it up. Uh, Father, we thank you for meeting with us tonight. We thank you that you are always there with us, uh, even when your hand of grace, protection, blessing is lifted for a moment from us, uh, and and we and we uh, the evils of life. Uh, happen to us. We know that you are always there and you will fulfill your promises. If it's because we're doing wrong, you are faithful to show us. And we can get back in line with you. We thank you, Lord, that when we choose to go your way, we make a firm decision and suddenly do your will. Be strong and courageous. Thank you that you help us to arrive at the destination that our heart has chosen to take. We pray, Lord, that that direction will always be you, not away from you. Yeah. You are a faithful God. You are a merciful God. And you are a just God. Thank you and praise you this name. Now, may the Lord, may Yahweh bless us and keep us, and cause his face to shine upon us and be gracious unto us. May Yahweh turn his countenance upon us and grant us shalom in Yeshua's name. Amen. That concludes our service. Thank you for joining us, and uh, I be blessed in Jesus' name, Yeshua's name.
Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.